We are going on tour. The Glamorous Trash Podcast and my book tour have collabed and we're coming to a city near you. Click the link in the show notes to to get all of the deets. We're coming to New York City. On June 4th, we are kicking off an event with Jon Stewart. No big deal. That's our very first show in New York City. Then we're coming to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Chicago, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. So get your tickets now. We are doing three different events because, you know, I'm always doing the most. That's just on brand, right? First, there's a glamorous trash party. It's the podcast meets the book tour meets Coachella, a live show featuring podcast segments, book segments, a very special guest. And of course, there's a runway walk at the end for people to show off their fits because the dress code to every event is obviously glamorous trash. We are also doing a cookie country club. It's the anti-country club country club. And it's very dreamy. You get like a bunch of products. There's little events. And it's a more intimate event where you meet other cookies and listen to a book chat with what me and another special guest. And then the final event, the Behind the Bangs Writing Workshop. I finally did it, put it together, put together this workshop because I wrote this book in many ways for younger me. And younger me would not have gotten off her couch unless there was also a workshop being taught. I wanted the gyms. I wanted I wanted the knowledge. I wanted the education. That's what I would have wanted. So I've decided I'm doing it. And in the workshop is going to be the six writing gyms that took me forever to learn. 15 years. In my 15-year career as a TV writer and author and blah, 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 all the other things I've written, there are six things that I always use, and all of those are in this workshop. So if you have an interest in writing, sign up. All the ticket links are live today. Click the show notes. Click my Instagram. We are coming to a city near you, and there's going to be some meet and greets. I'll sign some copies of books. We'll give out more books, and I have uh, some pieces of merch that I'm taking on the road, and I'm going to give them out at the shows. Welcome to Glamorous Trash. Today we are discussing a celebrity memoir, and memoir is a bit of a stretch. This is more of a cocktail recipe book mixed with some anecdotes. That's right, we're discussing Ariana Maddox's book titled Single AF, subtitle Drinks for Bad Bitches, published winter 2023. This book is giving cocktail recipes. It's giving weird Tom Sandoval facts. It's giving five things I never knew about their breakup and relationship that I'm so excited to get into. And just to note that in this episode, we're going to be talking about how obviously Tom cheated on Ariana with Rachel or Raquel. You know, we knew her on the show as Raquel. Then that kind of got used against her. She has recently reclaimed the name Rachel. I support whatever name she wants to use. We called her Raquel. That's how we knew her. And, uh, you know, whatever she wants is good with me. But just know that that is what we are calling her in this episode. And let's dive in because we're going to get a little drunk on some weird breakup stories. I genuinely was coming from a place of, do you want to be in this relationship? Because I'm hearing what- The answer was yes, and you had already him at that point, so shut the up. yourself with a cheese grater. you, you suck, you're disgusting, and I wish nothing but the worst that could ever happen to a person on you. The thing is, is like, we don't live our lives by logic. (laughs) I can't. My guest today is a podcaster, writer, and improviser living in Austin, Texas. He has done improv and stand-up for over 20 years, and his pop culture commentary has been printed in national publications like Us Weekly, Harper's Bazaar, Esquire, Entertainment Weekly, no big deal. He's appeared on E, MTV, Bravo, The Moth, Comedy Central as a pop culture clown and expert. In 2012, Our guest, Ronnie, co-founded the Watch What Crappens podcast, which is going stronger than ever, touring the country yearly and producing episodes five days a week for Wondery. Please welcome Ronnie Karam. Well, hello. What an honor to be here. Thank you so much. You're like my first friend that reads. (laughs) I'm, I'm honored to have that position in your life, and you are the literal Mount Everest God on high guest for this book. Like I couldn't have dreamt higher than you. Oh, you could have. I could not have. No, no, no. Are you kidding me? I love your show. What was your initial instinct when I asked you to do this book with me? Were you like, I've already read it. It's in my library. Were you like, is that even a book? Like what were your thoughts and feelings? 
I normally only read things where the asshole gets murdered. Like the guy gets murdered. He's, you know, he's done the woman wrong. And then she's like really down about it at first. But then she just kills him. Like that's the kind of thing that I like. Like I'm a gone girl kind of a guy. Which oh, I guess yeah, that's not yeah. really the plot. But, you know, I'm that kind of that kind of guy. So, no, I didn't have it in my library. I like her and everything. But I, you know... I talk a lot about every single episode. Scandaval was the whole year. It has not stopped. Yeah. She's been nonstop everywhere, you know, and good for her, making that money, making that I've been That's betrayed right. money. I've and, been scorned um, and I sh- and I n- will now have a retirement account. <laughs> I will profit. I I wasn't sure if we were going to do this book on the podcast, book in quotes, and I'm so glad we did. I got a little excited because when I first opened the book, there was a lot of words and I said, oh, it is a book. And then that quickly went away. There is so much photo shoot happening in this book and the, the photographs are incredible, but I think I would imagine she spent more time putting on these outfits and taking these pictures than she did uh, putting pen to page. That's my guess. Well, this is not for literary people. I mean, you know, no offense to her or whatever. I, I don't know if she really wrote this or, I mean, I would imagine this is written by voice notes, you know, where you're like driving in your car and you're like, oh my God, I have such a good, or when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I don't want to forget this dream. And then you press play the next morning and it's like, what if poop was gremlins? Like it's like something yeah. terrible and stupid. But, you know, it's it's pretty good. It's not for literary people. It's for people who just want to like wallow in how they've been fucked over, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm going to make yeah. a drink. Tonight's drink is going to be based on that time he didn't call me back. It's a watermelon jujube. <laughs> Fuck him. I hope he dies, girls. And like you all gather around and you have your special revenge drink, you know? That's right. So I yeah. think we should set the table. Let's okay. set the table, let's have a meal, and then we'll get ready for cocktails and dive into the book. But I want to kind of start off with some more background of Scandaval. Now, we all lived Scandaval. Vanderpump just came back, I believe, last night, two nights ago, as we are recording this. But there are still things I didn't fully know about Ariana. So I want, I want to tell you a few of them. Let me know if any of this is new to you. Okay. Okay. Did you know she was from Melbourne, Florida? Yes. Okay, yeah, Florida kind of, I feel like you could know that just from a glance. <laughs> There's like Florida. a certain sadness in her eyes that says Florida, yeah. That, yeah There's like right. a, why, why is our home goods different than every other home goods? Like there's that sadness in the Floridian's eyes that she <laughs> definitely has. <laughs> and, and, and no shades of Florida, but just, but some of you, some of you, yes. But What's some that? of you, no, but some of you, I'm yes. I'm a Texan, so I'm taking yeah. stabs. I'm taking stabs in the same, you know, genre of person. You're in the same latitude well, line. You're in the yeah. same hemisphere, so you can you can shoot one across. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is the thing I actually did not know, because she recently debuted as Roxy Hart in Chicago, which is, as we spoke about on a previous episode, the role where you don't have to know how to sing or act or dance on Broadway, which is why everyone plays Roxy, no one ever plays Velma. And I also learned that the original actress for Roxy, it turns out she was older and had some like hip issues. So that actress in the original choreography was like, can I sit a lot? I can't move very much. And so this is why the role Roxy can be played by literally anybody because it's a shell of a Broadway role. You're you're really you should not invite a theater queen on here and then start dissing Roxy Hart and Chicago. Are you kidding me? Like I will you're lucky we're not in the same room because if this was a sat table, I would flip it. It is an easier role. Now I'm not saying she was bad in it or the role is bad. I would die to play it. I would do it tomorrow. If you're listening, I'll be there. (laughs) However, if you are someone like Erica Jane, Pamela Anderson, Ariana Maddox, there's no other role on Broadway for them. Have you ever seen them play Velma? No, you have not. They all play Roxy for a reason. Ariana can actually sing and dance, which is kind of rare for this role. I mean, Erica Jane, I think, can maybe do some dance moves. I mean, we've heard her sing. She can't do that. She's got some of the acting stuff down, I guess. But Ariana can actually sing and dance, from what I gather. Well, that's the thing I didn't know, that she received two bachelor degrees, one for broadcast communications and one for theater, and studied musical theater. After college, she moved to New York City, dreamed of being on Broadway. She stayed in New York City for five years, was frequently cast in videos for college humor, but struggled to get television roles and decides to move to Los Angeles. I truly am shook that she wanted to be a Broadway actress and via Vanderpump Rules. 
became one. Like I yeah. truly never believed any of those people had an iota of talent. Like th- she's really a musical theater actress. I I'm, I can't believe it. I know you just never know how God's going to give you your dreams. You know, sometimes, sometimes the plan is you're going to do the thing that disgusts you the most, which is become an L.A. reality star and date one of the douchiest living himbos of all time, you know, and boom. give him nine years of your life, <laughs> like give him all <laughs> of your 30s and boom, you get to play Roxy once. Listen, nobody who hasn't given up their 30s gets to be in Chicago. I mean, that's just like part that's, of the role. You're right. That's part of the role. And it's perfect. Roxy is a jilted woman. It's everything. Well, one thing I learned from the research for this episode, which I was like, I can't believe I didn't know this. Tom Sandoval did the Masked Singer for two episodes and was booted. Did you even know he was on the Masked Singer? Like, that's painful. I had no idea. Well, you know what? I think it says something about the level of talent right now in America and what we consider talent that people didn't guess it in the first five minutes. I mean, that's how bad the level of singing is that it could have been he could have been anyone people. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. well, let's start in the book and, and we'll pull in some information from the relationship. But the first two pages have the most writing and I want to read some sentences from them. So she said, Tom and I were together for nine years parentheses, like 56 in dog years. Now, (laughs) this is, this is going to be the first and only attempt at a joke in this book. And that is my big note for this book. Like a little humor would have really crushed this thing. And there's none in it, except she puts her relationship in dog years for no reason. Can you tell me what reason she has put this in dog years? Like, and there is a dog, sadly, a part of this storyline who is going to pass away. It's not connected to that dog. She's just but it you know, does make it darker, doesn't it? It, it? it does make it the sure intro does. darker. It's like, spoiler alert. Yeah, but she doesn't even connect it. I'm like, what are you? Well, whatever. Okay. 56 in dog years. <laughs> Before he had an affair with our co-star and my friend at the time, Raquel. The media dubbed the event Scandaval. Okay, then she said, taking inspiration from classic albums about betrayal, like Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, Casey Musgrave's Starcrossed, and Beyonce's Lemonade, I wrote this book, and I said, stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. Oh, my God. She said, I wrote this book as a way of reclaiming the narrative of channeling my pain into something creative instead of destructive. So she is starting by comparing a cocktail recipe book with about seven paragraphs in it to Beyonce's Lemonade. Yeah, there was a, there's a lot of Casey Musgrave love in this book. Which I love her. I love her. Who doesn't, you know? But a lot of Beyonce love. And it was it's just one of those things where, you know, because most of us, we go to the bookstore, honestly, it's like to look for hot guys. No, I like that. We just open the cover and then that's all we read. It's good because in that little paragraph, you see if this book is for you or not. You know, you see yeah. Beyonce, you see the dog years joke and you see Casey Musgraves. <laughs> is this for you or not? You know? Yeah. So she's sort of like, this book is my jagged little pill. Okay, fine. Whatever. I was like, this is, this is fun. But I wish, I wish she had had a little bit of sense of humor. I think it could have crushed for her to be like, Obviously, I cannot write Jagged Little Pill, so I've told you how to make a vodka lemonade, but go with me. Like, I would have loved a little bit of that, but there wasn't any. And then she said, the recipes are created for one. There's no shame in enjoying a glass of sangria on your own after work. Loved that. And then down below, she said, the truth is that, she's talking about Tom Sandoval. The truth is that he has his own wonderful qualities and I have my own toxic traits too. I am fiercely loyal and trusting and also impatient at times. I get in my own head constantly, always fearing I am never enough. I'm quick to snap at people when I'm anxious and I care too much about what people think. Basically like, and yet I, you know, I wish him the best, but let's like talk about this breakup. But also like I wish him the best, but also like die. You know what I mean? But also f- fucking die <laughs> of natural and, causes. <laughs> and also you, those are not your toxic traits. Your toxic trait is your bad picker. Because not only did you pick this person, but you foisted him on me. Not only did you believe in this person, you made me believe in this person. I never should have believed in this person. I'm generally a smart person. Well, maybe I'm not. I fuck guys from the sci-fi section. But you know what I mean. Hey, those are thinkers. You know, you, you have those couples where you're like, one person in this couple is incredible, but the other person is a known nightmare. And does right. that make you think, oh, maybe that nightmare person has something good in them? Or does it make you think maybe that good person's actually a piece of shit? Like, maybe we right. shouldn't trust either of them. Like, which way does it go? But for them, you thought maybe Tom has something to him because Ariana's with him. Well, he wasn't a nightmare person. 
all this time. And that's the thing. Like, he's acting like such a jackass since this all came out. Like, you're really seeing he really was the masked singer because that mask came right <laughs> off. And it's like, wow. I mean, he was always an idiot. No one yeah. would ever accuse the guy of being smart or talented or anything like that. But he seemed like sweet. You know, or Mm. like maybe a little misguided at times, but he wasn't like this. He didn't seem evil. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like we were all very fooled by that. Okay. I like that take because I went in and out of Vanderpump Rules and you're right. I remember seasons where it's like Brittany and Jax making beer cheese and like Tom was not the weirdo of that season. Jax was the villain. Jax was the worst. And all the guys are like, well, they're all best friends with Jax, so they must be terrible too. But maybe they're just like slutty alcoholics and that's not bad. Like who isn't at this point, you know? But Tom, it was like, you you know, these guys you always could make excuses for, but man, that mask was ripped right off. And let me tell you when it was ripped off, right around the pink lemonade Shirley Temple. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So... The book begins with two crushing things. She says, you know, when you're both working with other people in a bar, you're in the trenches together. So bonding happens really quickly. And she's talking about when she got on the show. She was working at Villa Blanca, which was Vanderpump's Beverly Hills restaurant. And she ended up going to take some shifts over with him, I guess. And they became friends, you know, they became very close. And then she says, we were both in relationships with other people at the time, but we would swap advice and support each other whenever things got rough. So here's where I'm saying like, this book would be genius if it started with, you know, you lose them how you get them. My apology drink to Kristen Doty. You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't she had a cocktail for Kristen Doty or like a moment for her? Nothing. Pour one out for Kristen Doty. <laughs> I don't think she wanted to give anybody any money for this book. She she was just like a friend at the time. Like yeah. she doesn't really name anybody, you know? She I'm surprised that she even named Raquel. Yeah, well, she doesn't throughout the rest of the book. She says Raquel in the beginning, and then later she's gonna be like the woman he had the affair with, and we're like, but it's Raquel. But okay. Yeah. Must have been a legal yeah. thing. Basically, they're working together at Sir, which another thing, I've, I just never knew this. Sir stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. Isn't that sad? That's the worst. That is like That's literally painful. the worst. <laughs> it hurts. It does. That hurts. It hurts. I'm it sad. Hurts. I'm sad I've called it Sir all these years. I literally, I've been there and I still was thinking Sir, S-I-R. Like I just... I wasn't drilling down into the name. Or like Big Sur or I don't know, like whatever Sur actually means, I thought. Anything but that. Maybe it means it's like it's too classy. Like I don't understand what the word is, but I know it's classy because like I don't understand it. And I really love Lisa Vanderpump. And so I'm sad that that's the name. I just hate that name. I'm sad for her, too. It makes you kind of question all of her tastes, which I guess we could have already done when we saw the decor, but this helps me get there. Okay, so I want you to tell me what you thought of this first picture. I'm holding it up, but I'll describe to everyone. She is bent over, and there's a martini balancing on her back. A lot of my problem with the book is the garnishes. This garnish is too long, and I know it's supposed to be Mm. art, but this is disturbingly long, this lemon that's hanging out of there. Yeah. I don't like it. There's a couple pictures in here that are disturbing. I never noticed this tattoo on her forearm that's similar to Sheena's, like, it's all happening. You know, Sheena has that tattoo. Right. What does it say? It's... It's like it's a, an at, arrow, a girly arrow. You a know? girly arrow. It has a quote in it, but it's kind of covered up by your sleeve. Ad Astra. Something Ad Astra, which the last drink or the last chapter is called Ad Astra. Why? So something. Why is it called Ad Astra? I don't know, but it's also her tattoo. We should look it up. Okay, let's look it up right now. Ad Astra. It means to the stars. So it is quite beautiful, but given that it is the name of the space movie with Brad Pitt, I don't know (laughs) that it should be the closing chapter of your book. I think at that point you just say to the stars is the chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah, to the stars. Yeah. Ad Astra. My goodness. Okay. Well, then we're kind of like, you know, we're going through drinks and there's like one to two sentences that are a personal story into the drink. And sometimes those sentences are literally nothing. And sometimes they're interesting. Like on page 29, I said, is this a cocktail about a dog dying? And it is. And I listen, I love my dog. I love Charlotte, but it's like, yeah, this, this, this is a drink about Charlotte dying while Tom was having the affair. And I was like, this is an intense recipe. 
I don't know if you've ever had the experience. We haven't known each other, and this is personal, but I don't know if you're sober or anything like that. But when people stop drinking or slow down, I'm in Texas. I've been here since COVID. I just kind of stayed. And um, my family drinks a lot, so I stopped because I was like, I'm so much better than them, like in my mind. And so I've stopped, and so now I think everybody's an alcoholic. So have you ever done that where you like quit something for five minutes, and then you're like, oh, my God, everyone around me is literally a fall down alcoholic. I'm such a good person. So as I read this book, all I'm thinking of is everything in your life is related to a drink. (laughs) But also it has to be because it's the hook of the book. (laughs) Like you can't not. Like Intellectually, I I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Like I get it. But I'm still like, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she's putting such random things in here too. It's like, okay, you're going to have banana flavored, you know, rum and then you're gonna have like wide out it's just all this random stuff oh, yeah. like, where am i supposed to get these supplies girl it's a, <laughs> this is a simple i adopted a dog the, the week i got in love drink why do i have to go find banana flavored wide out and also again the drink is for one so you got to do that all for one which is also an alcoholic i right? know that's it but that's a real yeah it's like i want to be like <laughs> empowerment and then you're like well that's not great I, it's the worst and yeah. i drink like when i drink i drink you know i'm not sober yeah. sober um, i'm just choosing not to drink most of the time speaking of crazy things uh, the the watermelon sipper which the story here is just about how they went to Coachella once and it was great the ingredient here is a medicinal dripper of edible glitter. Yeah. And I was once at a bachelorette party that fucking edible glittered every course. And you're just like shitting edible glitter (laughs) for months, months for this wedding. You really see how long things stay in your system. Yeah. And I'm like, is this edible or is it just glitter? (laughs) And we just know it'll (laughs) so but yeah, you got to get edible glitter for the drink about Coachella. And then you make that mistake because you serve edible glitter at your party. And then you're like, why is everybody talking about poop at my entire wedding? Like, why can people not stop talking about poop? Because you're making all our poop glittery and everybody has to be like, I'm sorry to talk about poop. But is anybody yeah, else's but, poop Yeah, but your glittery? fun drink idea is wrecking me. <laughs> wrecking me. I mean, mimosas, edible glitter, 9 a.m.? Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop me if I skip past a cocktail or a drink story that you want to dive into. Some of these are so odd. Like on 38, the drink is called love and marriage. And this is the sentence. When you're with someone for a long time, people inevitably start asking whether or not you're going to get married and have children. For me, I have never wanted either, but the answer never seems to be enough. There's always the follow-up question. Is it because you haven't met the right person yet? Nope, not that either. All that matters to me is being in a good relationship with someone I love and who loves me. No ring necessary. For all you out there forging your own path to happiness, this is the fresh and flirty champagne mimosa that is for you. It's called love and marriage. So you're you're literally like, I don't want marriage and I don't want kids and we should feel empowered. I've named the cocktail love and marriage. <laughs> it's like, where's the ghostwriter? Where's but- the pun maker? Also, one of the uh, ingredients is grapefruit bitters. So how can you call yeah. something like I'm happy on my own, but then put bitters in it? You know what I mean? No, it's just like the, the, I think they just had the idea. Some ghostwriter was sent in. They're like, hey, you do the recipes too. And the, go- the ghostwriter has never written before in their life. It's a college intern. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> because it's like this, I don't know. This drink should have been like, what should have this drink have been? Maybe it's something where you put like a little caviar in it. Something like with eggs floating on top where you're just like, yeah. fuck my eggs. I'm going to waste them. Like, I'm just yeah. going to sit here and drink my fucking eggs. Like, I'm not using them. What do I care? Very <laughs> fucking funny, though. That would have been hilarious. Like, put a drink on it. Should have been called put a drink on it. That's what I'd prefer. I'm Ariana Maddox. You don't think there's rhyme or reason to this? Huh? I don't think there's rhyme or reason to it. No, I'm beginning to feel not much time was put into this book. Can you believe? I feel like, yeah, she had a list of drinks and then she had some stuff on voice notes that she sent the intern. And I don't think the intern could use most of it because it was probably like, I literally shit glitter for a week after I made that drink. That's my story. I still hate Tom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just had to put the shit in there. You're what so are you right. do? And every now and then one of those voice notes came through, like page 47, she said, Once he and I got settled in our house in Valley Village, which I know to our producer's amazing research, they bought for $2 million together. She said, I wanted to start a tradition that is like her tradition from her childhood where they would have a big family dinner on Sundays. 
And she said, while we cooked, I'd put on what I call my Sunday music, one of my favorite bands, War on Drugs. We would drink wine and listen to music with phones down, no distractions. The windows would be open, breeze coming in, dogs walking around, the two of us just connecting. Those memories in our dream kitchen together were the best quality times. It was so pure. I always wanted more of that for us. I was like, oh, that's a nice little story. I mean, (laughs) so you guys wandered around this $2 million house not talking to each other. Like, that's what that sounds like to me. And also, you should have had your phone in your hand. And you should have had his phone in your hand, too, and been looking at that shit. And listen, if a fucker like Tom Sandoval isn't on his phone, it's because he doesn't want you to see what he's doing on it. I can tell you that much right now. So if you've got Tom Tom Sandoval being quiet in the kitchen and hiding his phone, he's cheating. Okay? That's what I learned from this. Take off that War on Drugs playlist and ask some (laughs) questions. Okay, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we'll be right back. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondry's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Balasai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I started this podcast because I have been obsessed with memoirs my entire life, and I can't believe it, but I got to write my own, and it comes out on June 4th, and you can order it right now. The book, you know, I was asked to describe it, and I said, it is an absolutely harrowing, traumatic memoir, but funny. So if that sounds good to you, order it. Let me give you some topics that are in this memoir. A female best friendship breakup how I got my break into Hollywood, when I found out my dad was not my real dad, the time I dated a magician. Are those last two related? Who's to say? Read the book. Growing up in Utah, growing up around cults, how I got into therapy. Listen, I could keep going. Each chapter title is a different woman's name in my life. Some are heroes, some are motherfucking villains. But you know what? A villain and a hero, what are both of those things? A leading role. And we do love women in our leading roles. So pre-order the book. It matters a lot. I linked everywhere that you can buy it in the show notes, but you know, go anywhere. Also, I am reading the audiobook personally. So I'm personally narrating it. So if you like this podcast, get my longest podcast ever. And the audiobook is also available for pre-sale everywhere you get audiobooks. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You are the reason I got to write a memoir. So thank you so, so much. Okay, let's dive back into the episode. Then the next page, 48, big text, intimacy issues, tiny text, rye whiskey, lemon and mint. She wrote, as the honeymoon's phase started to wear off, my issues from my past relationships started to creep back in. I had been previously dating someone who was emotionally and verbally abusive. I had a lot of anxiety and it took tons of hard work to rewrite the story of my self-worth in my head. He supported me through it, comma, while there was a totally false narrative in the media that we had no physical intimacy in our relationship, period. He didn't know exactly how to help me, but he had a desire to help. And that means a lot. Is she saying this is the beginning of the relationship or is she saying like people said there was no intimacy, but there was like I was very. Listen, if there's only going to be four sentences on the page, they should be clear. So she's saying, like, we did have a sex life, but then the whole part of this is this simple whiskey smash needs extra effort, too. Put a little elbow grease into your muddle to really get all the lemon oils into the drink. So, again, it's, like, bittery, and it takes a lot of effort. You know what's muddled here at the point? Yeah, you got to muddle and grind it down. It's like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. I know that they were like, we didn't really cheat on Chris and Doty. We shared one kiss, but... We know from all the lies that he gave with dating Raquel and just being a human in this world that when someone tells you it just happened once, it happened 10 times, just a kiss, it was a hand job. Just a hand job. You guys met each other's parents. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like they definitely were cheating, cheating, cheating. 
I think so yeah. too. I think yeah, so too. Think and so. especially because you see it at play 10 years later or nine years later or whatever, the way he did it to Ariana, which like he obviously got off on doing oh, it yeah. that way. You know, oh yeah, it gave him and, a jolt of life. Yeah. 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 All right. Page 52. She said, when I was a kid, I loved a good Shirley Temple, cherry red and cloyingly sweet. When I first met the woman he had the affair with, she was dating someone who was close with my brother. As our group started to mingle more, I got to know her better. At first, she came across as timid and afraid to speak her mind. And I think there were people who wanted to ice her out or keep her away. I hated to see that. So Sheen and I took her under our wing. We introduced her to people, went dancing together, and even wore matching outfits on Halloween. A little foreshadowing to when he dresses as her for Halloween later. She said, we really embraced her as one of our own, like a sister. And she's calling Raquel like a naive little... Shirley Temple. Yeah, this one's Little Sister Vibes, this drink. Little, and yeah. it's a Shirley Temple with booze in it. And this is where I say the garnishes. You know, again, this is like, is, are these tweezers coming through the cherry? What is that? And then there's yeah, like a shard of glass in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. See what it is? This is very it's evocative. <laughs> it's like a sweet little drink that like knives your throat. She's saying something here. Yeah, she wants to kill her little sister, which, you know, who can blame her? It says, uh, little sister vibes, Shirley Temple with a shiv. Yeah. So that's a little violent. This next page, this is another garnish disaster. Like, she's laying there. She looks beautiful. These Mm -hmm. pictures are all great. Here's the garnishes on this drink, the betrayal drink, the slow drip of deception. There's a baby corn, (laughs) a green bean, a pepper that's around them like a ring. Mm Mm-hmm. A cornichon and a tiny onion. That's too much, ma'am. That's just, <laughs> what was this, the soup plantation? Could you please not? Can I have some blue cheese with this? Wow. It's also, it is an interesting drink for betrayal. This is a full meal. Are you, you know I what I mean? I would betray you. You're making no effort to have decent breath for me. You know what I mean? With your cornichon, cornichon into onion, onion. baby corn <laughs> and a Pepper. Bloody Mary. Great. You're, you are so right with this garnish game, and I, I wasn't even tracking it. Well, then, page 59, midlife crisis. She talks about before he turns 40, Tom started going through a midlife crisis, which was accelerated by the pandemic when everyone was in lockdown. And I said, oh, that's that midlife Manny. You know, his midlife manicure that he had going on. It's like that starts in his crisis when he starts realizing, yeah. like, I'll give myself a gel manicure every week. and. Yeah. That is honestly the part of the show I enjoyed the most. I loved seeing a man go through a midlife crisis like that. I loved seeing his shirts get shiny, his nails get different colors. When they watched Top Gun and he was like, I need a mustache. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he's so on the nose, you know? And his whole thing on the show was he was obsessed with how he looks. You know, he was very, very vain. Like, he would stand in front of the mirror and just work on his hair. And then he would shave, which, by the way, I used to do as well until I saw what it did to his face. But he used to shave his entire face because he said it was a good exfoliant. So he would use the razor. And so they would have scenes of him shaving his face. Like he was really into like the Botox and the skincare and the this and the that. And so the second he started to see any kind of aging, he just like freaked out and was like, fuck it, I'm going full Freddie Mercury. You know, like, what are you going to do? I just want to pay a bunch of men to play karaoke songs for me and call it a band. (laughs) Then page 60, page 63, I thought we're smoldering drinks. She talks about how he wants had sex with Raquel down the hallway in their guest bedroom while she slept in the other room and how he said, let's go to couples therapy so that he could break up with her with a moderator involved, Yeah, which is, so she thought, oh, he wants to go to couples therapy and fix our relationship. And he was like, I'll go to couples therapy in on month three. I'll have Suzanne tell her that it's probably over. Yes, and he's described their breakup as like he's like, dude, I couldn't just break up with her. It's not like we're just a couple. We're a brand. So that's he's that kind of person. If that tells you anything, I think he was looking at this as more of like couples therapy, so that he didn't have to ruin his entire industry. Like he didn't have to ruin his business. Um, so he's gonna like find a way to work this out with her. Which is so funny how just violently that blew up in his face. It did. I mean, yeah. now she has all the brands and yeah. poor, poor friend is on Mass Singer. She's on Broadway and he's, you know. Uh, she's on Broadway and you're on Mass Singer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Page 69. 
she said, holidays can be a tough time post-breakup. Then lower. His family lives in St. Louis. I'm from Florida. So the holidays were always a challenge trying to figure out how to see everybody together. Since my grandma passed away in September, 2022, my mom came out to Los Angeles to be with us for Christmas. We had a special time going out to dinner and fun bars, riding on the gondolas and seeing the Christmas lights together. It meant so much to me after my grandmother's death. He then left on Christmas Eve to see his family while I stayed in LA with my mom. I found out later that he flew his affair partner. It's so funny. His affair partner out to his hometown to spend that time between Christmas and New Year's together, which means like she spends time with his parents. Raquel does like. Right. Gross. Uh, that's the yeah. stuff that hurts more than like some of the other yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's gross. And this is too happy of a drink for that for me. It's like, oh, my God, have a delicious Moscow mule for the holidays. It's a festive Moscow mule. How yeah, about, even, like, yeah a- it says it's a festive Moscow mule, ma'am. <laughs> can we can we get a little darker here? I need darker things. Like, yeah, and then he fucked his girlfriend, you know, while I was stuck at home after my grandma died. I want a dead mule. Give me a dead mule. I want a, a dead, decapitated a dead fucking mule. A Moscow mule. That's good. <laughs> a Moscow mule head in your bed, you betraying fuck. That, you, oh, Ronnie, I don't know how they didn't contact you to write this book. I mean, I, mean, I know the girl. Call me. Like, you know I'm here. Are yeah. you serious? Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Get in on this. I, e- and I feel like I've given this advice so many times. This is on, I don't know, it's page right before that. It says, war, Ning signs. So war is big there. Starting a cover band, a new increased obsession with fitness, turning off shared location, suddenly acting protective of their phone, friends badgering you about your sex life. This is such good advice. I don't know if this is just trying to be hilarious, but it's really good advice. And I always say, when you're with somebody and they suddenly start working out, they are cheating on you. They're cheating on you. <laughs> That's really funny because the one with that, I'm like, okay, they can start working out. But Ariana, are you telling me this man turned off his shared location and you didn't know he was cheating on you? Like, that's the craziest thing. I didn't know that before. She, I've never heard her be like, well, he did turn off his location a year ago. That's yeah, definitely that's, cheating. Why would that go off? That was something I didn't know until this book. I think that was the only yeah. bombshell really for me was that, that he had turned off his location. Yikes. That's pretty wild. That's really yeah. wild. Yeah. And then another one is watch what happens. Hot mess, hot toddy. Okay. That one's trying a little bit. The garnish is... A lightning bolt made out of maybe just photoshopped. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think it's it there. Is, it is tough to see how that's stuck on there. It's a lemon a lemon peel. rind. Uh huh. Right, lemon rind. But this I, doesn't look like a hot toddy either, does it? It doesn't look like a little cup of Jello from Luby's. Yeah, it looks like it has ice in it or it's Jello. Yeah. But this, nothing says like I'm not going to ever get proper revenge on you. Like drinking a hot toddy. Like what? What kind of revenge drink is this? You're so right. That's a that's a nighty night drink, and I'm Lisa, so mad at you. I am Can so I mad at you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stir my hot tea. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here fuming with my Kindle. And then she says to recall how I helped Tom pick out outfits for the trip and kissed him goodbye before he went to the airport where he had flown Raquel to meet him is devastating. And now I know why his best friend was acting so weird. I do remember that scene being crushing. She was helping him pick out which sequin shirt he should unbutton. Which was crushing. (laughs) That's when you should know. She's like, what will you look the best embarrassing the both of us in? And I don't (laughs) even know about the affair. I just mean fashion-wise. Just fashion-wise. Then it gets to the night she found out. The drink is explosion. Big font. Little font. Stormy like a hurricane. Literally four fonts for one, two, three, four, five words. It's a lot of fonts. Let's calm down with the fonts, okay? I I give you the same font advice I give you to the garnishes. Let's calm down. We don't need a broken iPhone as a garnish and a drink. Yeah, you know, I do like this one. I like that it's a broken iPhone as a a drink garnish. That's fun. Now we're having a little fun with the the drinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's about how she goes to TomTom and and has intuition. And here, this this is what's crushing me, Ronnie. She said... After the show, I felt a bolt of lightning shoot down my spine, a flash of intuition that I needed to look at his phone, period. Call out this bolt of lightning thing. Their fucking thing is that they got lightning necklaces matching each other. A bolt of lightning. Did you pick up that that was anything? Or I honestly feel like it was like a random bolt of lightning reference. We're not making callbacks. We're not making tie-ins. I thought it was going to tie in too, but it didn't. I thought it was going to be like... 
a bolt of light. I mean, I guess it is a tie-in, right? Because you're, that was their I, affair no, I think it's thing. accidental. I think it should have been a bolt of lightning necklace shot down my spine. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like... <laughs> As the bolt of lightning shot down my spine, I thought, how can I turn this into a garnish? And wait a minute, Tom and Raquel both have bolt of lightning necklaces. And there was an explosion, and it was stormy, and it was a hurricane. I just, maybe Lisa Vanderpump should have done this whole book. Also, this is so bad. You are asking Lisa Vanderpump of Sexy Unique Restaurant to rename the drinks. (laughs) That's how bad this is. Stormy like a hurricane. Um, This one has dark rum, light rum, um, lime juice, passion fruit juice, and black tea syrup. She's in a tea mode here, and I'm Mm -hmm. not really sure. I'm not sure where the tea is coming from, but she's like, I've been betrayed and I'm moving on to my best friend tea. Yeah, but these are the ones that should have the bitters in them. These are the ones that should have the bitter. Like that's what I'm saying. Like her relationship drinks are the ones with the bitter or they're like grapefruit. No one thinks of grapefruit and thinks of something romantic. I think of Weight Watchers when I was 14 and having to eat grapefruit. It was like a oh, horrible yeah. traumatic grapefruit memory. Grapefruit and like, cottage cheese. Grapefruit scooped out in the middle and put in a little bit of cottage cheese. And it'll last you through dinner. A hundred percent. This is a very fulfilling meal. The drink. Now, here's another one where I said, I think this is a little bit of tea. At least for me, it was. Big font, revenge porn, little font, a virgin martini. Slightly confusing. It won't get more clear, but she said, being betrayed may leave you with an intense desire for vengeance, but I always tried to rise above it all, even when I felt so deeply hurt and angry. After I confronted him about the affair, her lawyer sent me cease and desist letters thinking I would distribute their sex tape. I would never do that despite all the pain I felt because at the end of the day, I can't imagine doing something so horrible. Which is like great. Like, yes, re- no, there's no place for revenge porn ever. She said, this is a take on the porn star martini. I said, what a choice. Then it's a virgin martini. It's titled revenge porn. And here's what I took from this. When she saw that video that Tom Sandoval took of him and Raquel having phone sex, FaceTime sex. Mm-hmm. Because it's he did record it, and I want to be like, did anyone know he recorded this FaceTime? Like, did she know he was recording the FaceTime? But whatever. She says no. She says no. She didn't That's know. Horrifying. So he's recorded That's, that it. That is bad. Yeah. At the end of the day, that girl. Oh God, I'm saying at the end of the day now. That's what they all say. At the end of the day, she is a girl's girl, and I like that she's still blaming him. And yeah. like her big revenge drink on Raquel really is just a virgin martini. It's like the, it's actually like a nice drink. Oh, yeah. Like, wow, also, you actually gave her kind of a sweet, pretty drink. And by the way, it's not over garnished. Okay. Now you're it's right. garnished with, tasteful. I believe, a radish, which is odd. <laughs> but uh, oh no, it's a passion fruit slice. Oh, okay, that makes weird. more sense. I guess, Much better yeah. than a radish. <laughs> no, I was like, Much I'm, better I'm than still, a radish. I'm back in Weight Watchers trauma. But yeah. <laughs> you're back in the that's half a point. Take it out of my drink. <laughs> can I hi, can I get the virgin martini? No radish? Can I fast forward to the 90s where the radish is now a free food? That would be great. <laughs> can I fast forward to the 2000s when we can fucking eat bread and have been able to the whole time? Okay, here is another one. It's on page 99, but this is another detail. She said, throughout the affair, he did a lot of shit to me that was dirty as hell, but some things really felt like new lows. He had told me time and time again he wasn't trying to hide anything from me whenever I would ask about little things here and there, but it turns out he was taking many steps to cover the whole thing up. He was so committed to this double life, he used Jamie as a code name for her in his phone. The worst part is that my dad's name was James. May he rest in peace. Imagine seeing a screenshot of a text in which he tells a friend how he took Jamie to the Mile High Club. For him to use my dad's name for her was a level of disrespect I didn't realize was possible. We got to unpack this. So. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Jamie. Do you think he did it on purpose? Do you think he's like, I can't think of any other names. <laughs> this too hard for my brain, Jamie. Or do you think it was accident? I think, you know, this is going to sound weird that I would think, because I'm very accusatory in general. It's my hobby. I like but that. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it was an accident because he's stupid. And I think yeah. that to most people, James and Jamie are very different. I've never known a James that I'm like, hey, Jamie. Like, it's just not the same. Like, James yeah. is one thing. Jamie's like a girl that I know. I've, you yeah. know, I've never known a guy named. I've, and he's also stupid in that you're having an affair with someone, and so you give it a girl's name. Like, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> I mean, 
that's when you would put a man's name, you know? I had a friend whose boyfriend was cheating on her because he called Pizza Hut a lot. He was always ordering pizza. And she was like, there's just not that much pizza in this house because he had nicknamed the Mistress Pizza Hut. That's a lot smarter than Jamie. (laughs) That's that's better. That's better. Well, the other thing we have to unpack is that he said he took Jamie to the Mile High Club. What plane did these fuckers have sex on? Because you know it. You know it was Spirit Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) These people. I'm sorry. They fly commercial. They were not having sex in the. We've all been on a plane in recent times, you don't just walk to the bathroom and have sex anymore. That's not how it works, okay? No. There's, they've put so many seats on airplanes now. You go to the bathroom, you're peeing in between someone's legs. Like, there's another seat in the bathroom. You can't have sex anymore. Okay, the next drink that really got me, page 109. Big text, information booth. Small text, a sophisticated show of intelligence. And she said, during our relationship, he used to refer to me as an information booth because I liked keeping up with the news and what was going on in the world and our friends. And then she said, I always thought the nickname was a compliment, but in the aftermath of our breakup, he has brought it up in interviews as an example of how I intentionally made him feel dumb. In retrospect, it feels like he was waiting to use it against me. And I have a friend right now who also had a partner be like, I don't feel like I'm as smart as you. So I did fuck this other person behind your back for a year (laughs) because you're so smart. And I so dumb. And you're like, well, I guess you are dumb. You can't date people who are that unequal because they do start to resent it. You know, you you date somebody stupid, they resent you for being smart. You know, a lot of people make the mistake of like, I'm going to start dating uglier people. Like, I'm going to date people who are uglier than me because they won't cheat. They're worse. They're worse (laughs) than the hot people because they feel like there's something broken enough in you to go for them. And then they just abuse you more. And they're like, if I can get that hot piece, then I'm going to like try and shoot above that. I'm going to use the fact that I could get this hot piece to get an even hotter piece while I'm with, I mean, it's just, it, it never ends, you know, it's science. that's why you just have to like, you saying. have to find your own kind of mediocrity and you just have to settle with that. That was such a sermon. And I just want to underline <laughs> this because I can think of people who are like, you know, I can't get this. So yeah, I'm going to date down now. And I think that's maybe the way to go. And then you're like, it's going to feel worse when that person cheats and, and yeah. takes you for all your money. Okay. I think she's sort of tapping out here. You know, this is where she just gives up. Okay. She She says, yeah, she says he got mad at me for being too smart. So, you know what this, this recipe is pour whatever the fuck you want to into a glass. That's this recipe. That's this recipe. (laughs) Yeah. This is the recipe for the information booth. Two ounces of your favorite, most luxurious spirit, an ice cube and citrus peel. (laughs) Oh my god! I swear, come on! Some liquor on ice. (laughs) Also, this is the information booth. This should be the most complicated recipe of them all. You're so (laughs) fine. You think I'm smarter than you? Here's some fucking vodka in a glass. You simpleton! Fucking dumbass! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that is absolutely incredible. We get to a chapter called Gratitude, the drink, and then below it, fresh and uplifting. And this is where you're like, okay, the photographer and the writer are not coordinating because there's a bunch (laughs) of drinks on the other page. And then a bunch of dead flowers are stuffed in each. Like the flowers are like falling into the drink, but it's like dead. And it's called fresh and uplifting. It's just like we lost an email thread. Someone didn't follow up on something. I don't know how this is happening. And then... Oaxacan flame, an old fashioned for your new beginning. Okay, I like that one. And she talks about how she met a new guy immediately after finding out that he cheated on her, which again, love that for her. And then this is what I couldn't take. Talking about her new boyfriend. When I'm with him, I never feel more seen, more heard, more myself. I can finally relax and lower. When this book comes out, if we don't end up together, that's totally fine too. The growth, love, and support I have felt during this difficult time make everything worth it. I have found a true gem among the chaos, and this New York sour made with cherries is dedicated to him. I said, now he is destined to be worse than Tom. You, I talk about this on the podcast a lot, but sometimes I believe there's a memoir curse where if you write a new partner into your book as the love of your life, that it is the curse because 
Amy Poehler wrote about Nick Kroll being the love of her life. By the time it came out, they were over. Amy Schumer wrote about some guy who made furniture, very handsome, as the love of her life. By the time the book came out, he was gone. There are some new memoirs that happened with, and that's still fresh, so I won't name check them. But the fact that she's like, I'm dedicating a fucking drink to this incredible human that I met eight days after Tom Sandoval cheated on me. I just don't feel good things for it. What do you feel? I feel that this description of him worries me because she is one of the most publicized breakups. I mean, it's one of the most publicized pop culture stories of the year. And she shows up to this wedding and then she says, I've never felt more seen, more heard. This is not the time to bang an audience member. You know what I mean? I think one of the things about Tom Sandoval is they met before they were famous, really, or right when he was getting famous. And yeah. so there, was, there wasn't there was that one of you is already famous and one of you is still a bartender thing. So it's hard for me to trust that. Yeah. But he seems nice. I mean, I've seen he him for two nice. seconds on the show. And nothing feels better than getting cheated on and immediately finding a boyfriend at a wedding eight days later. Like, yes, that does feel like God has sent you a little gift. I just still think you have to be like, I'm in a raw place. I'm, I, you know, I'm clearly looking to move on. And given that I am writing this book nine seconds after this thing happened, maybe I shouldn't include him in it. Like this book was written in seven months. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think it's, I, I'm thinking it was a, I don't give a fuck about you. And look, I've already got this hot guy who's a personal trainer and I'm not even with him. Like he still lives in New York. I'm not saying I'm his girlfriend and I'm ending it by saying whether or not this works out, at least I banked a fucking hot guy a week after the reunion, you bitch. That's what I want. That's that's what I'm saying. A little humor to go. Hey, at least I banged a fucking hot guy way hotter than you, younger than you, you midlife crisis manicure asshole. But instead yes. she's like, his cut. Kindness, his sweetness, his support for me. And it's like, oh, I'm getting nervous. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might as well have said, you know, this drink is called the He Carries My Luggage. You know, <laughs> it's, exactly. it's a exactly. rolling away bag that someone else is pulling for me with tea in it. And then <laughs> the book ends, page 167, We Ride at Dawn, Equal Parts, Power and Healing. And she said, mezcal margaritas are among my favorite drinks, bold and powerful. This cocktail is a battle cry for anyone who might be going through similar tough times. When we feel like we're wavering, we need to gather our strength and hold fast. We can accomplish so much when we own our power. Let's ride away from the negativity and pain. And remember, we are badass, beautiful human beings, and no one can take that away from us. And then the book is over, and she she talks about like where to find some of these ingredients, like at Whole Foods. Like, that's the last page. I think this is actually a fitting last drink because anybody who puts rosemary that front and center in a drink really no longer gives a fuck what anyone else thinks. Because <laughs> if you have me a drink with rosemary, I'm spitting Disgusting. it in your face. That's, that's, that's that? a baked like, chicken <laughs> as a drink. No, thank you. I'm giving you one ingredient from Thanksgiving stuffing. In a drink. Like, who wants that? And she did light it on fire. So it kind of looks like she's saging the room. It kind of looks like she's baking a chicken. It kind of looks like, you know, setting the roof on fire. Like you're burning L.A. to the ground, which is what I need to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need this to end with the hills on fire. I wish this (laughs) drink's garnish was Tom Sandoval's severed dick bleeding out of the cup. That would have been a good ending. You know, all in all, I say pretty decent job cashing in. I love that people are going to buy this. I feel like they are going to buy it. They're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to drink this girl's pain. I feel everything that she feels. Yes, hot toddy. There's going to be girls all over the Midwest ordering fucking hot toddies with burnt rosemary in it. And Honestly, if I was going through a breakup and a friend gifted me this book, I'd have a great fucking time. I was never going to learn to bake bread. Maybe I would learn to make a a, a liquor on ice with a lemon rind. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that yeah. is something I'd put my time into. I've never yeah. curved a lemon rind off for my self-care. That's something I could get into. I think this could be like a really fun book to gift. Now, as yeah. we wrap up, I'm going to ask you, because I know you're not drinking a lot, but if you had to drink one of these cocktails, did, did you go by one recipe in this book where you're like, that kind of sounds pretty good. Well, the martinis, um, I love the watermelon ice. I thought that round pink ice was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she has one called the uh, cognac. Wait, is this the one? Cognac old fashioned. She said it tastes almost like banana bread 
with this high quality banana liqueur. I mean, if you describe anything as being bread like, I will, I will have that. So I like, I love banana bread. I'd I love to drink banana. Ronnie, bread. this is the this is this this is why I'm a Ronnie. This is the one I bookmarked. I said I kind of want to try that. Yeah, look, I, said, I opened right up to it. I, like, I yes, said I, I guess I gotta is. go buy cognac, Tempest Fujit Creme de Banane. And I'm I'm not. It's not spelled banana. It is spelled banana. Angostura bitters, which is tough to pronounce, and that's the ingredient you need. And ice cubes. I have ice cubes. That's the only thing I have. Yeah, Do you have I think any I'm just going to say, no. I mean, who does? I'm going to say, can I get some cognac? I mean, is cognac is even good? I'm going to say, can I, I get some cognac and some banana know. liqueur and call it a day? I'm just yeah, gonna and then it's going to taste like shit, and you're like, I hate this drink. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I hate Ariana. I hate her. I know. I don't know where to get it. Okay, so <laughs> we end every pod- podcast with something I call the book dull test. There are three questions to it, and they're going to be a little... Just normally we cover a different type of book, but here are the three questions. We're doing them anyway. First question, was the author vulnerable in the sharing of their truth? No. I feel like this was like, you don't deserve this. Like, I've shared enough with you fucking people. Buy my book. (laughs) I feel like she wasn't even vulnerable in the recipes. Like, I don't even feel like she gave us her favorite drink. Like, I feel like she's like, no, that's for me. Like how I make my martini doesn't go in the book. I'll keep that a secret. I don't even think yeah. she gave it. Gave she it opened us. with a martini and then she literally had something that was like pour two ounces of liquor over ice and drink it. The yeah. end. I'm not even going to the- tell you. <laughs> don't even was- shake it. Just There was no vulnerability. Just drink vodka straight. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, I appreciated that because I don't feel like you owe anybody that. Like, I don't need to pay to watch you sob. Like, fuck these people. All these people oh, running all okay. over the place thinking they own you because they've cried for you for a couple of minutes. No, they don't. They're going to turn on you tomorrow. And no, no, I disagree. I paid $20 for each of these goddamn books. And I do want a recipe <laughs> on every page. That's kind of, I, we did pay for this. <laughs> well, not recipe. I did, recipe is okay. That's a valid argument. I meant vulnerability. Her Vulnerability. Like, I don't oh. care. Yeah, I don't need your vulnerability. Yeah. Keep your yeah, vulnerability. That's nice. that's nice. I, I would like, like people to stop sharing their vulnerability with me. Keep it in you. Okay. <laughs> Have some manners. Do that at home. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Second question. Was it entertaining to read? It was. I thought it was yeah. very entertaining to read. I'm shocked that I read the whole thing. Um, and I did read it. I was in bed holding an actual book. I haven't done that in years. I usually just read the Kindle or my phone. I just can't believe it was this one. <laughs> This is the book I that gets that quality for listen, gets that uh, honor homework. in your life. Yeah. yeah, I do my homework, and I, you know, I didn't like it. I like the insane artwork in it. I think it's <laughs> some of those artwork is just fucking crazy, and I like imagining it's just Ariana and a couple of the waiters from Tom Tom. You know, yeah. <laughs> just like just throw that on the table. You know, hey, is That's that a right. panda bear? Uh, is that a stuffed panda bear? Cut off his head. And then put it on this table with a shard of glass sticking out of a frog leg. Okay, great. Oh, and yes, girl, put on that fishnets. <laughs> now walk on out. Put on those fishnets. <laughs> You're so right. Uh, and yes, I'm also going to say very entertaining to read. It's 170 pages. I'm going to say 140 of them are, are pictures. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I would say half the pages are those big fonts. <laughs> and then there's a total of 20 paragraphs in the book. <laughs> So, Ronnie, if you didn't read the whole thing, I would have <laughs> I would have flown to Texas and been like, we need to talk. We need to talk. Okay, final question. Now, this could go either way. You never know. Did reading this book elevate your life in any way? It made me feel that I was already elevated. And by that, I meant, you know, sometimes I suffer from self-doubt or depression or things like that. Um, I'm single always. Uh, I'm single AF. I, that's my lifestyle. I like it. And sometimes I doubt that. But reading this, I was like, you know, I've made the right fucking decision. People are trash. You're basically, at the end of the day, you have a drinking problem. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> but, but, but all of you have drinking problems. And I'm actually doing okay. I've left that book feeling more confident. I I love that so much. And I, I'm also a yes to this in that... I love that we're in a cultural moment where the scorned woman can cash in for this many months. I mean, we're going to come up on uh, almost a year soon and we're all paying and supporting and we want to see her and same with Britney Spears telling Justin Timberlake to go fuck himself. And we're all like, Mm -hmm. yes, Britney, you know, and 
I just don't think we have, I haven't spent a lot of time in culture where like the woman gets to make bank off of being cheated on. You know, usually it's like, oh, guess you're old and ugly. Got to follow Tom to his podcast. You know, I guess she's not worthwhile. And I just love that we're in a moment where it's like, we are all like, yes, we're team her. Because if this had happened 10 years ago, I don't think she would have been upheld as much. And it, I don't know, it does make me happy. Yeah. And I think it's one of those moments in time where we can all rally around it because it's someone that we all thought was good. Ronnie, you are the absolute best. I'm so happy I got to meet you. Will you tell everyone all the things? Just tell them your handles. Obviously, everyone already listens to your podcast, but say it all again. Okay. um, Ronnie Karam. Okay. Like Donna Karen, but with an M at the end. And on Twitter, on Instagram, it's all it's all there. And then our podcast is Watch What Crappins, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And uh, we have a Patreon where we do videos and stuff like that. And we're doing our live awards show, The Golden Crappies, on February 17th in L.A. And that's also a live streaming event. That's really fun. It's a big Bravo awards show with celebrities and musical numbers and sequin jackets. And you just never know what's going to happen. So come out and see us here. I, lo- I officially love you. I'm a huge fan, and I'm going to make you come you. back. I love you. Ben told me we were going to love each other. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to meet you. I hope we get to see each other in real life. Yeah, me too. A huge thank you to our podcast producer, Christina Lopez, our executive producer, Jordan Moncada, our sound engineer, Marcus Hom, and our associate producer, Jaron Padre. I also want to give a huge thank you to our incredible partners over at Pattern Brands, Paquetto, Gear, and Yield. They have amazing glassware and candles and tiny spoons. They help us make a stunning tequila cocktail with our other partners at Tenteo Tequila. We will link to all of it in the show notes. Everything is in the show notes that you have heard from this episode. And if you have any more questions, go to the Patreon chat lounge and I will see you there.